and Shamina. And welcome to Head Boss in Charge. Hey. Now we're in sync. Okay. Like, oh, that was a Backstreet Boys song. I was like, you're tearing up my uh, heart. <laughs> Wrong. Usually I'm the one who breaks out of the song. Wrong uh, <laughs> boy band group. Um, um, how you bossing? I'm good. Gonna get today. you to it. Well, I, as long as I stay ready, I don't gotta get ready. Um, so I'm ready to say how I feel today. Um, just gonna, it's not a feeling, I'm just gonna say what I did. <laughs> so, last night I saw with a friend Crazy Rich Asians, which I highly recommend to go see it. Go see it. And I believe that, you know, when you just create something that you love, it's gonna give love back to you. So this is something that, you know, everyone's talking about Asian representation in Hollywood. Okay. Um, but it's a movie that is for, you know, for that community, for those people. Um, it's definitely cross-cultural, which I love in terms of there's a little bit of Chinese, there's a little bit of Singaporean and everything else in it. Um, and I went with my Asian best friend, Dan. Shout out to Dan. You don't listen, but shout out to you. <laughs> um, and we had such a healthy discussion around it. Um, I, there were definitely, I, I laughed at the phenomena of knowing that going into it, that not everything was going to be there for me. And so when I heard laughter during parts where I clearly could not understand what they were laughing at, I was like, oh, that made me just smile. Just made me happy and loving that I can appreciate something that they're getting out of that they don't really get in mainstream media because I know what that feeling's like. So Mm -hmm. the feeling's the same, the vehicle is different. And so I love that. Um, Yeah, it was a good movie. It was just a good, feel-good movie. I would say, like, it, it equated to... The phenomena is equating to, like, Black Panther. Like, it's just selling out. Yeah, everywhere. I've heard this similar. But the mechanism is the, very much the same as Girls Trip. Okay. Girls Trip, where it doesn't take life so seriously. It's just staying true to what they know. And what they know at that time for that movie is being black. Mm-hmm. What Tiffany knows is just being Tiffany. What, uh... Um, really? Who, Queen Latifah, Queen Regina Hall, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith. What they know is just, what, is just being themselves. And... I had to, it took this movie for me to reflect back on those four women and to understand the criticism, even though it was very tiny, I still wanted to understand it. And the understanding of it was like, it was criticism because they lost faith in being who you are. If you just stick to who you are, that creates the magic. And when you put four women who are not like, they're still acting. I don't care what you say. They're, they're not. They are doing what they know best. Then that's, that's magical. So if you're going to criticize like what's not there, you're just criticizing the imaginary stuff. You're, cre- you're criticizing stuff that's not real. Um, support your people. Um, so it took, I, want, I really want to go to this film for myself to get a confirmation that like, oh, yeah, it's all the same. Their magic is the same as our magic. Um, and yeah, that was so peaceful. That was so nice to go to bed to do that. And then a magical thing happened and then I woke up and I was depressed and I didn't feel like waking up today. I don't, I can, I can never explain that. So I fucking got myself out of bed to go to my private client. I am teaching this wedding couple. Um, we have a couple more 
uh, rehearsals until um, they get married. It's a gay couple. They are doing a wedding dance and I'm choreographing it. And it's two Beyonce's Love on Top. Um, and even though that song, <laughs> like, I think about that song. That song is everything. It defines everything. And they're getting married for love. And I couldn't even get myself up to do something that is giving to them, which should give back to me. Mm-hmm. But I still did it. I was late. Because <laughs> I, oh, still late. Because I just didn't want to get out, out of bed. And then I went to the lookout to support my friend, Carnell, who's starting, who started his own fried chicken business. Mm-hmm. And he collaborated with one of the drag queens, Carne Asada, who um, also hosts like a drag brunch there. Um, and I, I was going to meet up with this guy that I met right when I first started and he, we, we got done girl. I'm just okay. going to tell this story. This is only four minutes. <laughs> We're at five minutes, but okay. <laughs> so, um, I met this guy and on Sunday we reconnected and I just could, I could feel just by how he was dancing and how he was smiling, that he was in it. He was living his fucking best life right now. He was enlightened and he was, he understood. I was like, he was someone who I always tried to uh, hang out with, but he was so flighty. He was like everywhere. I was like, you and me, Saturday, I just want to talk to you. Like, let's get to know each other. And we met. He was late, but fine. I didn't care. (laughs) I didn't care. Um, And... We, and I was, I was, I don't want to say right. I was comforted by the fact that we understood each other's language. He, he, I, I, I could tell like he was living his best life. He got it. He just got out of something kind of, um, that didn't make sense. Something that brought him down and now he's in his good place and he sensed that in me. And so we just, we talked about everything and um, just probably met for like an hour, hour and a half, and then he went on to his next friend date. Um, and I connected with someone who, I don't know if I'm going to connect with him again, but if, you know, God willing, then we'll connect again. But, um, it kind of showed me, like, just keep following your heart, keep following the people that are mirroring you, um, in a way that's absolute. So don't mirror the things that are scary or sad or or too happy or too joyful but just follow the things that are mirroring the things that are exact that are absolute that are pure and I can't define that I can't put the put anything else in those words for other people um, and it, it, everyone has a different word but um and now I'm here recording a podcast so I just told my my darker self you know you got up but Today showed you why you got up. That's how I'm bossing. Okay. How you bossing? I was like, I guess I'll ask my damn I self. I like giving the, the silence <laughs> so it can resonate with people. Oh, come on. <laughs> Shit. So how you bossing? I didn't forget about you. Um, that's okay. I won't let you. Um, <laughs> I am good. Uh, things have been decent and reasonable. Um, some good... I've had some good friend time, either like FaceTime or um, getting together in person over the last week or so. So that's been nice and just kind of diving deep, deeper than I anticipated in some friendships. Not deep, like so deep that I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted by the conversation. But um, just a general like 
we may like outwardly appear as like very, very different and like even sometimes like almost opposites, but then like taking the time to connect and talk and be a little bit vulnerable, which opens the space to be a little bit more vulnerable, um, has been really nice. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been that kind of time and sometimes being in struggle while I know that, um, I don't always like to say that misery loves company, but sometimes that's, that's the connecting place for people to be in. And I found myself connecting with folks who, you know, at one point we were both in misery at a similar time. Um, and then trying to like, claw or pull ourselves out of that and like pushing and supporting each other um through that and reminding each other that those things that we are going through are they are for a period of time in that as much as we try to orchestrate and plan how we're going to get out and how it's going to look like we are uh, I always say we are all on borrowed time um and there's a point at which you need to recognize that you are trying to or the proverbial you is trying to orchestrate something that's already been planned out and you don't actually have control over. So you're going to find yourself frustrated when you've made all these plans and the universe is like, those are cute. Um, and then this is, this is where it's going to lead you. So being, I've tried to be open to more of that conversation with friends. Um, and then mirroring that to myself and like looking at a mirror and like saying that either verbally out loud or just thinking it to myself, like I'm trying to plan all these things, but the as I, I say, I've said this, I'm sure regularly on the show, um, like the universe will rise to meet you where you are supposed to be. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. The last few weeks have been good. A little bit challenging, a little bit frustrating, but like those are, these are the places where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm at the table for, um, or I'm at the seat or table that I'm in for a reason. And I get like little inklings of like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And it's showing up and I'm like, okay, this is why I'm, I'm here right now or I'm still here and I haven't moved beyond this because I'm supposed to contribute in this way, so. Okay, so for Water Cooler Talk today, it's going to be me that's leading this discussion. This is organic in the truest sense because I forgot my original notes on my work laptop on a post-it. So there's that. Um, the other day I sent this meme. Can we, is this, we'll post it somewhere so that folks yeah. can see it. I'm like, I don't know how this technology thing works. Um, and it is a meme of Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's just the person that's in the, the meme looking at someone with a really strong side eye. And the caption above says, do you ever just look at a coworker and wonder, how the hell have you not been fired yet? Um, and first of all, that's funny. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it felt so real. Um, and again, I always like to say, within my like 13 or 14 year experience, I've had this thought a number of times. So it's not specific to any one person or time period. And if you're in your feelings about it, get over it. Um, but I sent this to about maybe 10 to 15 people like within a matter of seconds and I was just like send 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 because I had it on face I saw it on Facebook and no joke like damn near everybody responded back within about five minutes and was like truth so real Uh uh-huh looking at the now um and so I wanted to try to maybe have a little bit of conversation around now I gotta open up the damn meme because I don't um uh looked at this real quick how the hell has not someone not been fired so i guess first question is have you had this thought or experience when you were working um and then how maybe some ways that you 
try not to focus so much on the other person because it can be very easy to fall into the like, and these are the 57 reasons that support why you shouldn't work here anymore or my confusion as to why you're still working here when you've been doing shit work. So first question, have you ever had that? I sent it to you. You responded. Um, (laughs) Have you ever had that thought when you are working with a colleague and you're like, how the hell are you still here? I have. Um, And when I dissect my own personal experience of like, and I want to preface this with this, it's just a thought and I never acted on my thoughts. They were just thoughts. But let's say I did act on my thoughts. The phenomenon that I resonate with the most that would come out of that is like bullying. It's like, why am I nitpicking and focusing so much on what this person is not doing right? Like, this person's so against the values. This person's like, ugh. And then sometimes it gets so petty, I pick on things like, it has nothing to do with the job. But sometimes the things I do pick out are the things that rub against me. And let's say I'm, I get the mission of the organization. I love the organization. And I notice there's someone who's just like, oh, like, why aren't you, let's say they're doing things against the organization. That's bad. Or they're doing things against themselves that is also affecting the organization. That's, I'm nitpicking on it. And if I acted upon it, I would be bullying them. And then I ask myself, why, why does this matter to me so much? Can you help me understand what do you mean, like, if you acted upon it? What might that look like? Turn into physical. Um, oh. Physical mean, like, what if I sent them an email? What okay. I, it could, like, a manifestation of my thoughts. So um, I could actually physically do things. I don't mean, like, fight them. Uh, you were, like, physically, and I was like, wait a minute. Physical this, can mean anything. This is taking that it to the see. next level. Okay. Anything you can see. That okay. You can actually witness, right? And sometimes. I mean, I've never acted upon them, but I've seen other people act upon them. And um, so, yes, to answer your question, it would be, that would be, like, physical. Okay, Um, okay. So, um, yeah, when I ask myself, why is it, and... Actually, what was it? Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) You tried to go, like, way over here, and you're like... Huh? What are we talking about? I said, have you been in, ever been in an experience where you have thought that when working mm-hmm. alongside a colleague? Girl and then how did you... Um, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but basically, how did you combat that to continue moving uh, right. forward? Right. So, so uh, the reason why I kind of visualize, like, oh, like, if I, if I really went after this thing that was bothering me, where would that get me? I was like, okay, maybe I should just stay in my lane. Um, and ways to combat that. At the time, I think sometimes I had to put my leg in the other pool, put my leg in the dark side to realize, ooh, that's not gonna get me what I want. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it was like, I focused so much on this person and I realized, oh, I'm still not getting what I want, whether it's, why am I, why is my performance not improving? Why am I not getting the raise that I want? Why am I still unhappy? Why am I, oh, okay, let me just continue to focus and stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to do this uh, trial and error in my head. Okay. Uh, subconsciously, like, okay, I'm steadfast, I'm steadfast, I'm steadfast. Oh, this person's annoying me. Why aren't they fired? Oh, this person's been here for 20 years. They're so jaded. Why are they so jaded? Let me, let me see what happens if I focus on this guy. Oh gosh, it's darker than I thought. Let me go back to my own path. That's all I know. 
So basically, I just relied on me. I mean, um, at, at the time, I didn't think it was me. I just, I just put it out there as work. It was the work. Let me just focus on the work. Mm-hmm. Whether that was, let me just focus on getting this evaluation in by 5 p.m. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Let me just, or sometimes I even shrunk it down to something like specific. Because um, the big picture sometimes got overwhelming for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's okay. how I combated it. Okay. Um, and I will say that um, have I had those experiences when I look around and I'm like, I don't understand how this person hasn't been fired yet. Um, and my thought is, uh, having worked for the most part of my career in a um, in a union environment, there are some technical pieces that make it difficult, a little bit more difficult to let folks go. Um, Part of it, I also think about um, as a person of color, especially if I, if I want to see somebody like me. So if I see a black person, sometimes not in all instances, like messing up. And I know that the, the, the narrative around that person is negative and I see an opportunity for me to like be helpful. And I'm not saying it needs to be sort of this mentory thing, but if I have an opportunity to, to try to interrupt that, um, to help them clean up their, whatever the perception is that I am hearing. Um, and I know sometimes I've been used as a, like, Hey, do you know this person? Maybe you could talk to them about this. I insert eye roll and I'm like, okay, well, perhaps they're, People assume that they have a connection because they look like me or because of the, maybe the way that I communicate. But if I have a, an opportunity to help influence and identify some, help someone identify a behavior or a perception, and I think that the person would be open to the feedback, the, the support in interrupting that, I have tried to do that. Has it worked every time? Absolutely not. It's certainly backfired. Um, but for me, I think that's an opportunity for me to take and take a step out and say, well, first of all, I don't want to work besides people who (laughs) I'm trying to put this nicely, people who are shit. Like, I just don't want to do that. Um, and I try to give the person like a chance to like, if I'm noticing this, there's chances that other people are noticing this. Let me try to step out on like what I know and saying, Hey, this is what I've noticed. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. This is literally how the conversation goes. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but I wanted to at least bring it to your attention so that you like, if I can be helpful in supporting you feeling better about the work or maybe you're approaching it in a way that doesn't seem to rub like the organization or folks in the organization the wrong way, please let me know. But if there's an opportunity for change or support, like I want to, I'm happy to be helpful in that and kind of toss some things around with that. Um, Like I said, some folks have been really, you know, gracious of like, I didn't know. And oftentimes it's like, well, oftentimes it's I didn't know. Sometimes I'm like, you knew, but you just didn't think anybody was going to say anything about it. Um, But sometimes I've been met with the like stank attitude, like, who do you think you are? And I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. I, I am sharing this. You don't have to take anything that I say seriously. You can go on and do about your do. And I can feel like I did my part to try to help a colleague um, who was either, I saw them struggle or I'm aware of folks who were like, this person's in struggle, but no one is wanting to say anything. We just want to see the person flail and, and kind of like, good luck to them. They're on their own. Um, but part of me, feels like it's an, I don't want to say an obligation. I say obligation loosely, but I would want somebody to tell me if I'm like over here, like jacking it up and looking poor for myself, um, to have some of that, that conversation with me. So that's kind of how I see it. So I have definitely seen it. 
Um, like I said, sometimes it goes well and people are like, I didn't know. Like, thanks for telling me. Like, what do you think? Um, or I've been met on the upper, other side of like attitude and rudeness and okay, that's fine. Like, we don't ever have to com- have this conversation again. That doesn't mean that whatever this is is going to stop, but I did, I tried to do my part to help a colleague. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like to, I like to, because, I'm going to let that go. Um, it probably will come back. Okay. Are you caught up with, um, Insecure? Yep. So, um, there's something that's coming back to Issa that I love, and it's also coming back to the audience. Um, and I, when I listened to Fran and Crystal's mm-hmm. briefing of this, um, I kind of laughed because the, I could see there was like a duality and a triality to their argument that I really loved. So like, um, this season's all about just Issa and her work environment, mm-hmm. which I love. They're exploring that more. And in season one and two, Issa was just like, I am not going to be that outspoken black woman Mm -hmm. that has to speak for all the people. Um, And so a lot of times she just acted as an observer. And I think that's a fine role. Everyone has to be an observer Mm -hmm. at one point in their life um, or many times in their life. And she observed, she observed, and she observed. And look where she is now. Yeah, in the in the center, not out on in the field. Mm-hmm. Leaving it at that, and then she had lunch, and mm-hmm. uh, loves this lunch conversation, where uh, she had that board meet or she had that meeting, and she stayed silent, and then that I think it was a Latina girl who has always been mm-hmm. this girl who's just like so like it seems like she's jaded all yeah. the time, but she still kind of participates, and she calls Lisa out and says. Well, um, Issa um, thinks she knows everything, or Issa um, <laughs> has all the answers. And so they're at lunch, and uh, she says uh, she finally says what we've been thinking as the audience the whole time. I cannot speak for all, all black people, nor do I want to. Mm-hmm. That's there's truth. There is uh, there is truth in that statement. Yep. Not absolute truth, just truth. Then the white gay guy says, "Well, that's just how it is. I'm the gay guy. I speak for gay people. She speaks for." Uh, Latin, Asians, you speak for black people. And then it just cuts. Yeah. There was no discussion after that. I think that was smart. I think... I want to talk about that. like, Because yeah. what you were talking about, just like giving advice, and I tried to play my part. Mm-hmm. And that, and you did. You, you don't even have to... I, I want to like praise the fact that you did it. It's not like you tried. You actually did. Because there's this thing about the thing that we don't want we're given to. Yeah. And the things we want, we're, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that argument showed, is just like... And so, what do you think? <laughs> You're funny. You're like, oh, what do you think? <laughs> um, I really like that scene as well, because it is... Um, some of the places that I sit at the table now, I sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to be... I don't know why I whispered that on this the damn mic. Um... <laughs> But it is, sometimes it's hard to be that voice because then it's always, when something comes up, especially in the, um, like the speak for all black people, the first time you say something, like every time, then the conversation turns to you to say something in the future, whether or not you have an investment in it, whether or not you can relate to it. Um, for me, that's the difficult part. Cause I'm like, 
if I say it once that I'm always, people are going to expect me to always say something or always be responsive to it, um, which is a, a burden to bear. Um, and it's awkward when you like choose to not say something or to be silent on something. Cause something like some things don't, not all things matter to me. Mm-hmm. If that makes it like, I'm like, I get to pick and choose the things that matter to me and that I feel are important. Um, and sometimes those don't align with either colleagues or the organization. Yeah. Which sometimes ends up being awkward. If I was to give it, um, advice to Issa, because I, now that I know what she's like, wants and don't want in this experience, and then it just kind of slapped her in her face by the very people that mm-hmm. she lost faith in is let's say we're talking about these kids and she now we're at this point we're at the very point where the parents are noticing that there's not enough staff members or we or enough things in the organization that reflect their kids mm-hmm. and so basically the things she didn't want her blackness i'm not going to put my blackness out there became the problem mm-hmm. i think if we focus on like, okay, she doesn't want to be the person that is going to speak for all black people and say something now and everyone looks to her later. Well, the fact that you know that, you're already five steps ahead of yourself mm-hmm. by knowing and you're aware of the process, you're aware of the phenomenon that, like, if I say this, like, you calculated it to mm-hmm. some point. So say it. Take yeah. the risk. But trust in yourself that you know when to take yourself away and put yourself back in. If people are uh, at your begging, like duh, 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 then go back to what you know, which is silence. Yeah, I think that's. I would agree. I think it's an easy thing to say, but there's a there's a pressure that comes mm-hmm. with that, um, and there's it's almost like this like an awkward dance of like when do I say something? Because people will inherently look at you the moment that you speak up or say something about this they're going to look to you to say something about the next thing. Whether or not they even know intentionally, it mm-hmm. will be like a subtle, like, you know, have you ever been in a meeting where people, something is said that seems to like, there should be a response, quote unquote, and then people look down or look away and nobody's looking up. And then they're, but they're really waiting for like this specific person to say something. And it's not always around race mm-hmm. um, or sexual orientation or gender, but it's like, the person who's vocal one time, they should they should then be vocal all the other times. Mm-hmm. And if not, it's like, well, why didn't you stand up for this? Or why didn't you say this? Um, and then, again, this is from lived experiences. Like, well, you spoke up about this, but why not that? And I'm thinking, first of all, I don't have to explain myself about what I choose to or not to speak up about. If you had something to say, you are welcome to say that. That's a real shitty and like rude way to say it. Like, if you had something to say, you better say something. But, but people do that. Oh, like absolutely. That, so, you know. Yeah. Like, why did you do this? And I'm like, I don't really, I don't have to explain myself as to why or why not. And, and that's, like, that's hard for people to understand. so hard. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's why, like, um, you know, we leave, we leave notes of us. Like, it's kind of like, in the moment, I can only concentrate on what's in the moment. Mm-hmm. Take that risk. And hopefully, and actually not hope, I know that there's going to be people around me that will remind me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, oh, yeah. I used to be good at being silent. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get back to that. Yeah. And then you do the, and then like, there'll only be so many times where you get slapped in the face by the universe. Yeah, right. Where I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I know. And, fo- and then all of a sudden those, those fears go away. Yeah. Well, there's a thing to, to say around like, when the universe kind of gives you confirmation that you're supposed to be in a space. Um, so I was in, so I sit at a few different tables in this, this role that I'm in currently. 
And there are some very clear distinctions of when I realize I'm supposed to be in this space right now and at this table saying these things because they have caused a tension or tension as in T-E-N-S-I-O-N. Um, they have caused a, a, a further conversation where I think we all assumed that one, this is this one thing was what we all agreed on and we didn't have to talk about it. And then I bring up the question of like, well, first of all, this is bullshit. Clearly I would not say that in a meeting, but like asking the question that I know I'm not, I can't be the only one that's thinking this. And I'm looking around saying like, oh my gosh, am I going to be the, am I going to have to say something? Or are we just going to flub over this significant decision that is impactful in a number of ways to people, processes, money, and pretend like we all know what's going on. And those are the times where I get confirmation where I'm like, I'm supposed to be at this table. Like I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to say X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, and hard in the moment and sometimes uncomfortable. And I get a little like warm or a little sweaty, start to perspire. It's like I'm on the spot because I'm, maybe I'm a voice of dissent or I'm like, I've disagreed with what we all fake agree with. Um, and then I remember I'm supposed to say these things right now. I'm here for this reason. And I, that gives me a little bit of exhale, especially if when I ask a question, then other people are like, oh, I understood it like this. I understood it. And I see that we, none of us understand like what we're supposed to be doing or how we're supposed to be going forward. And I'm like, okay, there's, there's a, there's a piece of me that says I'm supposed to be at this table mm-hmm. right now on this day. And I was supposed to open my mouth and say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the words that you use, voice of dissent, because a lot of the times that's viewed as a very negative thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is really negative. It doesn't mean that it, um, it's doing like a purpose that's not meant to get us back to center. Yeah. Um, there's this, um, it's, the, it's the disruption concept. Yep, and absolutely. Sometimes the universe will put, put that role on you, and it will give you the confirmations, because it knows you, it knows you might be nervous, one person might, as the voice of dissent, you might be nervous, so it's going to give you those confirmations. Sometimes, it's not going to give you any. And so sometimes, uh, and it won't give you any, and you won't realize it in hindsight, or it won't give you any, and it's like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, Never mind. <laughs> Let me scoot away. Just kidding. Erase that thing that I just said. Thanks. Uh, no, don't erase it. Oh. It was there for a reason still. Okay. It was there for a reason. and But it's up to that voice of person, the voice of dissent, to not be so caught up with the, the reason. But most of the time they are, and then they get like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, they get you know, fumbly with their words, and they're like, well, I did, what I meant was, that, no, you, you probably, you were supposed to say what you said, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And sometimes we have to sit in the, like, the, I hate to be like, oh, sit in the discomfort, but sometimes, you know, it makes us think. Yeah. Um, a discomfort is a sign that you're stuck in your ways too long. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah. So you gotta disrupt it. Be like, expand whatever that topic or that thing is. Yeah. And critically think about it. Um, I think another thing that um, when we use our voice in those spaces, clearly this conversation has taken a turn from where we started, which is fine. <laughs> we'll get that. Yeah. I think when we use our spaces, our, our voice in those spaces where we're like not fully sure if we should use them, we inherently give permission for other people to use their voice and to say something in that moment, or like it's a permission to say something that might be um, dissenting later on. Mm. Like we, I'm not saying like I give you permission to say this, but when 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 I see somebody who's not like 
torn down and slapped around by the person leading the meeting, first of all, that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But if I see that that, their dissent has uh, um, sparked a thoughtful dialogue, I'm like, okay, well then maybe I can say Mm -hmm. the thing that I've been thinking, but I just needed to know that I wasn't going to be like thrown under the bus or, you know, whatever. If I say something, something that's unpopular or like against what we think is the thing that should be said. Yeah. Because I think that's that's kind of beautiful, too, because I think sometimes, because um, right now I'm going through my rebel phase, um, in a, but still in a positive light. Rebel meaning, um, like, one thing I, in education, that, like, bothered me and still bothering me, but I'm leaving it knowing that they're going to fix themselves later, um, is a monolithic thought. And it gets tiring to like, it's like, okay, well, if you all know this shit, why are we doing it? You're mm-hmm. walking the walk, but not talking the talk. Mm-hmm. And um, when, um, because your example, the beautiful thing about it is y'all, we all have a monolithic thought, but we're mm-hmm. scared to say at the same time. Yep. So that means, okay, good. Like we're all, we're all leading the same charge. Mm-hmm. And so one person was brave to bring it up. Yeah. But then there are times where it's, not everyone's on the same page, but you bring it up and only like one or two people agree with you. Those two people are not they're like, you're on your own girl. Right. We're going to go with the masses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a strength that it takes. And I'm not being like, I'm, I'm woman, hear me roar. And I'm super strong or whatever. I, I am. But it's, there's absolutely like, because you're stepping out on your own. Like sometimes you're like, I'm going to say this and who knows how it's going to go. So there's a, there's a, um, I don't want to say it. Confidence is one way to put it, but there's a, there's a assuredness that you saying this isn't going to tarnish your reputation and isn't going to make you hopefully make people look at you funny this way, that way, or the other way later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can be really nerve wracking, um, yeah. especially when somebody asks you a question about it or challenges you in a way that feels challenging as opposed to like, help me understand Um, so it kind of, I've been in spaces where someone has said something and it feels like they're pointing at me, like why, you know, or maybe that's just how I hear it because I'm ready to like be defensive and like defend myself. And then I I stutter my way through, which I hate doing, but it happens because I'm like, well, um, what I, and then I, I sometimes downplay like what I actually meant was this. Um, so some of it's building up the capacity to, to sit in that space and to explain what I think and to be okay with like. I'm saying this. That's okay if I'm the only person that thinks this at the table and we can go on. I know I certainly know how to fall in line on some things knowing that I'm not the, at the top of the organization, mm-hmm. but I think it's important for my voice to be heard even if I'm the only one saying it. And so if I awkward, you know, somersault out of that bad boy, then okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You heard what I had to say. I think a person who has who's who's developed enough to understand that and say it with courage as a person who understands, I'm not saying I understand this, I'm still selfish in a way that's not, that's still reliant on tangible things, Um, but I know what kind of selfishness to get to, but is someone who has nothing to lose. Mm. And that's a powerful thing. And I mean, even celebrities, they're not worried about money, Mm -hmm. they're not worried about the fame, they're not worried about, if you understand that in your heart, then you can change the world in so many great, yeah. phenomenal ways. Mm-hmm. And I can name some people who's done that. Gandhi, um, MLK, uh, the list goes on. Like, 
they, and they reach this inner peace mm-hmm. that we can't understand that's so godly, that's so not of this world. And, you know, unfortunately, some people got taken away from us before we could really know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did it in a way that was good. And guess what? Like, their fame, their they, their lives were tainted. Mm-hmm. Thus, why MLK is, was taken before his time. Um, but it's for them to reach that inner peace and not lose anything. It's not for us to understand that. It's for mm-hmm. us to just have faith that there are beings out there that are going to take that risk. And then, you know, 30 years later, oh, it was there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm glad we have those role models in our life. Yeah. You know, this is so random what I'm going to say. Um, and then we can close out however we want to close out this particular segment. When you were saying the, um, again, you're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? When you're talking about people, I'm thinking of people who will do things with or who have done things that are that that demonstrate either in word or just in practice that they have nothing to lose. Low key, I just thought about Aretha Franklin, like may she rest in paradise. Um, And I think about all these things where I've read that she um, I think I put it on our Twitter account that she would go to the concerts and she wouldn't perform until they gave her like 25K in cash to put in her purse. And then she would take her purse and put it on the stage, like take, take this purse on the stage with her. <laughs> if, you, if you pay attention, like she low-key is always with her purse. Like she's always with her purse. But the thing that people would say, like she would not perform unless she run her her coins in cash first and then you can take care of the rest later but like you're gonna run her at least 25k in cash before she gets on that stage to sing like don't be trying to do no balance transfer before no checks like cold hard green cash before she would perform and then you see her take her her purse on the stage and like sit it on the piano and Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah like she got nothing to lose. She's like, this can be me. You can have nobody on the stage, or or you can have the queen. So run me my coin. Nothing to lose. Um, greatly. Right. Um, I love that. That was like the most tangential example. But I'm like, she didn't have anything to lose. She had everything to gain, and she was out there gaining. She was like, what? I, what you're not gonna do is try to play me. And you can just like one more thing. <laughs> and this is why you can do what you want to do forever in life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, because honestly, like it's. I think to the out. I was. I was gonna keep going with Aretha, but yeah. I might as well just go with. Yeah. What I just yeah. Said go for it. Throughout the topic is. I think on the outside, if you look at some and you're like, uh, how are they not fired yet? Or how did they do that job for like five yeah. years? To the outside, it's not gonna make sense. Nope. Fly in your own lane. Understand you. Because I bet you, on the inside, they don't view it as I'm doing the same job 50 years. Or let's say they are doing bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are... Like, when you said people... Uh, people said, like, oh, they... Um, when you said uh, people claim ignorance, but they really did know. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that, yes the more probably developed people is uh, life is a balance uh, is a balance of risk taking and you have to understand that there are people out there who are taking risks because they are they have to go by their own values mm-hmm. their own happiness and some of us like they're going to make a mistake 
it's not gonna, it's like, uh, whatever. It, it, like, we don't even see it. But some people make mistakes and it tears up our Oh insides. my gosh. And you're like, Everything. everybody knows, like, how can I rebound? Like, this is so awkward. But honestly, that, that feeling we get when someone makes a decision that goes against our values, that's because it's against our values. It's otherworldly. It's, it's the upside down world. So for them, what they're doing is they're just living their best, not living their best life. They're, <laughs> they, they're going through survival. Yeah. They, they, they're moving through the life and they have to understand that to be them best selves, they have to not worry about making everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And then me on the other side, uh, what they're doing is teaching me a lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be stuck in it. I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah. I'm I was be like, what's petty. the lesson? Help I'm me see the lesson. <laughs> the lesson is what I'm saying right now. Oh, great. Every, every person that we pass by, the, the positive decisions teach us a lesson, and their negative decisions teach us a lesson. Mm-hmm. So um, to answer your question, I'm just letting it go. Yeah. I don't... I still don't understand why Susan is not fired. Why can't be Susan? Because <laughs> I was like, you mean Karen? Okay, Karen. Susan, mm-hmm. just stay there. Stay there with the same man. Yeah. Um, I hear you. It, there's a there's a humbling lesson in that too. As much as I, I will on occasion try to have the conversation um, to be helpful. Because I'm like, I can sit in frustration and be pissed and assume that somebody else is going to have the conversation or I can try to have the conversation and see where it goes. And at least I can say, I tried, like I tried to be helpful. It fell flat or it didn't, whatever. Um, but there's a humbling lesson in like the staying in your own lane. I'm like, I can try and I can give it a shot. And if the person's open and receptive to it, like, let's, let me tell me what I can do to support or to help. But if not, like, forget you, I'm going to go ahead and move on. I'm going to be the bad bitch that I am. And then... I'm going to do my thing and focus on, you know, my work and being the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. So there's a, it, it takes sometimes, it takes me a while sometimes to get to that point. Cause I'm like, I, I was rooting for you. Like, I want you to do well. <laughs> like there are all these things set up in place to yeah. support you. Yeah. Like I want you to do well. And I don't want, like selfishly, I also don't want your piss poor work to be a reflection of me and what Hello. I'm trying to do over here. Hello. Um, but there's a point at which I'm like, let me just go ahead and over here and be, be a bad bitch and, and do the best that I can, seek out feedback and be responsive to like when I hear the, the silent feedback or the subtle feedback that somebody's telling me. Because sometimes I get that and I'm like, what are you trying to say? Just, help, just tell me. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Because um, what it won't do is interrupt my check. So go ahead and tell me. Um... And the people are like, I just didn't know how to... I'm like, girl, I ain't gonna die from some feedback. <laughs> I, I really won't. I'm gonna be all right. right. I've gotten it before. Um, but yeah, there's the, like, okay, Shamina, you've done your part. Now get back to your stuff. Like, get over here and stunt, you know, <laughs> and do your thing. But it takes some... For me, it takes some time to get there. Because I'm like, what the... F- We're wasting money. This is operationally not efficient. Like, what the hell? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't own this organization. Um, I can control me. So now with head boss bitch and head bitch, head boss ass bitch. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Every time. Too many words. Too many words. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I'm gonna go first. I mean, these are gonna be quite dated by the time they get to you, but I don't care. Um, I went to Outside Lands um, a couple mm-hmm. weekends ago, and it was my church. I was just like leaving, you know. Still, I'm still in my um, uh, wrapping up or like understanding how to like completely relinquish my depression and handle it because it's still a daily thing. But I'm ha- I'm just having lots of like enlightened moments right now in life and um I the reason why this place was so great was that I it was my first festival ever mm. and um I've always told you that I just I'm so like I don't like people I yeah get, and that's a lot of people get overwhelmed and uh long story short if I just love something all those things go away and honestly you know I'm a see I was right up front for both Janet Jackson and Janelle and there were tons of people around me, but I created a world where I was gl- uh, gladly but alone. <laughs> like nice. I, I, like I got to do everything I wanted, and sometimes I would peep through the curtains to see what else everyone else was doing. And so this is actually a bitch to everybody else at Outside Lambs. Is I don't understand how people like Janet and Janelle can be in front of you. Black power and everything and all. And mind you, yes, they were all white, Asian or whatever, but mainly white. And all the, I was just, it was a golf clap moment. It was just like. For Janet Jackson? Or just doing like a head bop. Like everyone was, it looked like everyone was high or this was just, this is America where we're just all drones and are emotionless. And I was like, whatever, maybe it wasn't for you. And I was just being my authentic self. I was screaming. I was loving what Janelle and Janet gave me. And the messages were just so, I've had enough. Black power. The only answer to life is being me and showing my magic. You know, Janelle was being her, like, fucking, like, I love pussy and being black and being, you know, whoever. And Janet was like, I'm done thinking I thought I was done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that was her message. She's like... I'm going to do me. I was like, okay, well, you are wise and you understand your magic. And she showed us, no, oh, my work is not done. Yes, I'm a legend, but my work is not Mm -hmm. done. And so she gave that. And a couple beautiful moments happened in a sea of kicks cereal. um, I actually attracted black people to come to me. And like, we've had moments and people who I don't know, Mm -hmm. but uh, but we had a moment. Then some people who thought they were on my level (laughs) tried to go into my circle (laughs) And they weren't black. And it, I got just annoyed. I was like, you need to stay away because you're bringing in a negative energy. Like, this one girl was just like, oh, like, uh, telling, she was, like, caught up in her own little feud with someone else. And she was just trying to get away from them and trying to bring that into my circle. I was like, no, bitch, go away. So praise to myself. I'm giving a boss to myself for creating a world that I thought I couldn't have at a place like a festival. Mm-hmm. And for like $100, I saw four great people. Nice. And then um, bitch to the environment for not feeling what the stage is giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a boss to Janet, of course, living her best life. That video made for now mm. makes me cry every time I see it. Black people, I'm telling you this now. The answer that we are looking for needs to be in our other brethren, our other people of color. They have things in their history and their daily lives that we have not used yet. And that's what I'm getting from the Janet video. She's showing us how similar African culture is 
to Latin culture. And when you put it together, it is actually something we've never seen together. It is beauty. And she showed it in that video. That's what I got from it is a text. She's giving us text on how to move through this world. Mm -hmm. And it was all had positivity. There is power in the numbers. And there's when people say that, it's deeper than you think. It's not just a number. It, she's saying there's power in numbers when you take that history and that history that went through everything. It went through the highs. It went through the lows. Highs, lows, highs, lows. But you can only stay in the high for so long. You can only stay in the lows for so long. So what do you do? You bring us together. So she's just confirming something we've said all along, but she's confirming it in a new, per, uh, new perspective, and I just love it. So I'm going to go back and run with that because that's giving me ideas for drag. It's giving me ideas for dance and how to, like, uh, and also how to even love my Latin brothers and sisters even more. Mm -hmm. So um, praise to her and um, this uh, boss to Aretha. Right. Um, I will say a similar boss to Aretha. Um, she had two very savage moments at the end. One is that she unfortunately passed, obviously, uh, but on Madonna's birthday. <laughs> if that's not a read. But there's that. Um, and then. Oh, I didn't know it was on. Oh, uh, so that's. Like, that's <laughs> like, oh, damn it. Um, and then there's an interview that keeps playing around. They keep playing around where she is talking to. Um, a reporter of Black Eyed, they're sitting down having an interview, and then she's like, he's like, I'm going to give you a few people to maybe comment on, say a few words, and he's like, Adele, she's like, good singer, blah, 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 and then Alicia Keys, good performer, producer, and then she says, uh, Taylor Swift, gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> I saw this, I saw this. <laughs> I was like, um... And then there was, if you play it a little bit long, most of the time that that one because that's hella funny. And then he goes on to be like, um, Nicki Minaj. And she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on that one. And then she keeps like, it goes on, so. Oh, I wish I um, saw that part. Shadiest in the best of ways, so, um, yeah. I think lots of people gave her her flowers when she was here, so I am going to continue to, to say that and, uh. Yeah, it was great, and she reminds me of like an auntie of mine, um, with the purse and with the shade. Um, but you know, she still loves you, so there's that. Mm -hmm. um, so my second one is to it's a combination of boss and bitch. Um, there is a Serena Williams, and this will be old by the time it comes out, but I'll pop it up once uh, on our, our Twitter feed. Twitter feed, so it'll be there. Um, the French Open banned her cat suit so you know how she has a, a, a um, like a workout line it's fairly limited mm -hmm. but it's very specific and one of those is a, a cat suit that's black and she had it created and put it out there um because she had a number of like blood clot issues when she was pregnant with her daughter and those are still kind of plaguing her now and it was really kind of it's a compression suit essentially and the French Open banned it. And I don't know, like, this article doesn't say if they say you, Serena Williams, but they essentially changed the dress code, which is the same damn thing because she's the only one out there stunting in something other than a little skirt. <laughs> um, but bitch to them for changing that because I'm like, she's still going to be great. She's, it doesn't matter what she's wearing. She will still be great. She will still get out here and slay. It doesn't even matter what number she is in the, like, the poles of tennis or whatever. She's still going to come out here and stunt. People still going to be nervous to go up against her. Um, but she took it all in stride and was like, um, I think the comment that she said was like, well, I wouldn't wear, like, basically it's a fashion faux pas to wear the same thing twice. So I already had something else drummed up that was still going to support um, 
me and not, you know, being more susceptible to these mm-hmm. blood clots. So I'm like, you better go ahead, Serena. Like, she's so classy and they keep trying to come for her. And I, I don't know why because it hasn't yet to work. Like, she always, like, circles back around and, like, is, like, poised and professional with everything that she says. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Cause when they keep when you keep when they keep coming for her, she gets stronger. Yeah, That's, every time. Every I'm time. Like, she had a baby, and now she's back out here about to slay all of y'all. Living so. her best life, she has the answer, and like yeah. that baby was a part of it. Her last win before the baby was. Yeah. She's going through this like she just left her return of Saturn, and now she's like yeah. runny shit. Um. Let's see. I don't even want to read the bitches because they're gonna bother me. They're gonna annoy me. So I'm gonna that note. Um. But I do want to say my last like combo of bosses. Number one, um, wife and I are going apparently on a black woman concert tour. Um. So we just saw Avery Sunshine on a school night. Um. Avery Sunshine is an artist that I love. I will totally shout her out on this because she has responded to me before. Yeah. On Twitter, and she is an independent artist. Um. Who is equal parts soul but like every concert that I've been to and she comes to the Bay Area about once a year maybe twice I will see her every single time no fail um she ends it with church like so that at the end it's like somebody in there has the Holy Ghost and somebody's about to get their praise on (laughs) and she just goes into it seamlessly Mm. um and I love it and she's funny and she's beautiful and Mm. I just I love the spirit and energy I'm in there like standing up raising my hand about to cry getting my church clap on you know (laughs) um and everybody's in there doing it it's like we already know that she's gonna bring that um and then concerts coming up that I will talk about after I'll, I'll say who and then I'll talk about them after obviously we go going to the Anita Baker concert mm. um, and her farewell tour so excited was definitely in a meeting and had to take a pause in the meeting to go out and buy the tickets because yes. it came in that like the, the um, it dropped at like noon on a Friday and I was like oh my gosh I have a meeting until 1230 so I was like let's take a quick break I went and bought my tickets and came back because mm-hmm. what I won't do is miss a concert of hers mm-hmm. um, I've never seen her in concert she hasn't gone on tour in forever and this is a farewell yeah. one I will be going um, and then Beyonce is at the end of September oh, so, so you got tickets I'm for that defi- oh yeah I was um, I, uh, I think I got four so I'm going with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and I was I was the one who got the tickets and I was like secured the bag um, yeah, I'm performing that night, so I will um, just I will tell you how it is. I'm so me. excited because I keep hearing amazing things without diving too deep into the videos and whatnot. I've heard there was a stark difference between yeah. the first one. Yeah. Because they love each other. Obviously, it's going to be stark. Um, so, yeah. So, black woman, artist, tour, music. I'm excited. Um, and I'm not even a big like, music head, but... Um, so those are things coming up. I'm excited to see all of those people and for the ones that I've seen, loved it. And yeah, ending on bosses because who wants to end on a bitch? All right. So that ends our episode for the week. Please um, interact with us um, on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on various podcast platforms. So listen to us wherever you get our pod- get your podcast and ours. Uh, and um, please email us any questions at headbosspodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend and peace. Yes, I got a seven.